Hi, this is Joe Ingram, and you're listening to the Sales Genius Podcast. I have one mission, and that is to help you sell one more deal today and every day going forward. My philosophy is simple. More deals, more money, more happy. I do appreciate you tuning in for another episode and your willingness to improve. It is my belief that sales is only a numbers game until you educate yourself. Now, let's jump into how we're going to close more deals today. All right, like it said in the intro, that sales is only a numbers game if you're uneducated. So let's start educating ourselves a little bit more and let's see how we can start flipping these numbers to your favor. Uh, Today.com with Megan Hollihan. She goes and puts an article out September 20th of 2018 um, in my studies of human behavior and individuals so that if you understand the person yourself, makes it easier for you to sell to that person. So on September 20th, 2018, she recapped a study that was done, a study published in Nature Human Behavior is what it's called. And uh, they went through... Uh, this is amazing. 1.5 million participants had had actually gone on and done a personality test, and they went through and uh, collected all of this information, came back and said the same thing that almost every other personality test has said in the past, and that is that there are four distinct personality types that are out there. Okay, so this is a little different than most of the ones we've seen, but uh, like I will tell you that I myself trained in the DISC profile, so that's the D-I-S-C profile, there's four of them. Um, I've gone through positive personality profiles uh, in that book as well, where it talks about being sanguine, phlegmatic, uh, choleric, right, and... uh, there's another one. I'm missing it. But it's all four. Um, most personality tests, other than the Myers-Briggs, is going to be dealing with the fact that there are four distinct people. Now, the four personality types, everybody has all four. So let's just be clear on that. Everybody has all four pieces in them, but you tend to reside more in one than the others. So there's four different types. Now, in this article on Today.com, the four personality types include someone who is average, Someone who is reserved, someone who is categorized as role models, and then someone who's self-centered. Okay, so I don't want to get so locked into these actual definitions, but um, I'm going to give them to you as they say in the article so that you can look it up yourself, go back to it. But it says average is the most common type of people who are high in neuroticism and extroversion while lower in openness. The person uh, who's reserved is people in this type are not open or neurotic, but they are emotionally stable. They tend to be introverted, agreeable, and conscientious. Then there's role models. These people are natural leaders with low levels of neuroticism and high levels of agreeableness, extroversion, openness, and conscientiousness. They listen to new ideas and are reliable. Um, Then the last one is self-centered. While these people score high in the extroversion, they rank below average 
for openness, agreeableness, and conscientiousness. Okay, so let's stop and look at that. Now, I'll tell you that in the DISC profile system, um, I always understood this as the D is your driver, doer, I is my uh, inconsistent and inspirational person, my S is my steady and stable, and my C is my calm calculator person. You, we can identify them and cross them over, but in looking at it, right, everybody has all four, but you're going to sit on in one category more often than not when it comes to work. You could have a completely different category when you get home. It's going to depend on the relationship you have. So looking at this, this is what I want you to understand. If the newest form of personality profiling turns around and drops everybody into four categories, what are the odds of the client that's walking into you, calling into you, emailing into you, okay, or that you're having to go see, that you're meeting with, what are the odds they are the same as you? Let's stop and ask ourselves that. If everybody is one of four distinct personality types, what are the odds you're going to run into that individual? That, what, what are the odds they're like you? Okay, The odds are 25%, one in four. That's where they're at. I'm also going to go back and quote another one from Euronews who did some stats on um, the, the different personality types and the closing of deals and who people are and what it is. Um, statistics right now, what should the close rate be? Uh, it says, for best-in-class companies, closing 30% of their qualified sales leads, right? While the average company closes 20%. Okay, so if I'm looking at averages 20 and best-in-class is 30, what's going to be the average between those two? 25%. Okay, you want to look that one up, you can go to pointclear.com and it's a blog that talks about sales closing rates. Okay, so there's a lot of information out there, but I want you to understand 25%, 25%. I will tell you years in the automotive business myself, um, looking at it, what happens? I get uh, four ups, it's either four ups or five ups, and I end up selling a car. So the, the closing percentage goes between 20 and 25% because sometimes I'll luck out and I'll get that second person that's like me. Okay. Now, I know real estate, same thing happens when you're in real estate as well. You're going to go grab yourself four people that are looking for homes. You're going to click with one of them and you're going to sign and become their agent. Okay. So stop and realize this. This is what I want to do. The, the topic point for this whole thing is going to be let's identify ourselves, understand who we are personality-wise so we can get beyond the 25%. I want to get beyond the ability to sell to just people like me, okay? Now, I've played this game for a long time, and I know a lot of people that are completely ego-driven, okay? And they're ego-driven, which means they are just simply concerned about winning, winning, winning. So I will tell you, I got people that I know for years that tell me, you know what? If it's possible to close a person, I would do it. I am the ultimate closer, when I put myself in front of somebody, if there's a possibility of them buying, it's going to happen with me. You know what their closing percentage is? 25%, right? I got brand new green peas that um, are dealing with people. They're doing cold calls and they're closing business. You want to know what they're closing at? 25%, okay? So it may be 15% on its way up to 25 once they get comfortable with using the right word tracks, right? And the right bounce backs to get them on to guide. But 
all the time I'm dealing with people, it's 25%, 25%. If you're business to business, it's going to run the same thing where if you're doing, all you're doing is selling to people like you. Okay, you can get past the gatekeeper, get to somebody, but if you're not like that person, you're stuck at the 25%. So I want everybody to stop and understand that in the numbers game of sales, because we are not educated enough yet, but we're, we're working on it. That's what we're doing right now. Okay, there is a chance to get to 50%. What do you have to do to get from a 25% closing ratio to a 50% closing ratio? What do you have to do? Okay, I will tell you, there's two ways to get to a 50% closing percentage. This, the first way is turn your deal to somebody else who's not like you, okay? I will tell you, I, I, I teach this all day long to people. I explain to them, hey, look, you know what? If you get a customer and you don't click, you need to go find another sales associate within your organization that you don't like. Find someone you don't like. Okay, why? Because you don't click with them. You don't click with the customer. Give them to somebody, give them to that person. And what's going to happen? Those two will click. You're going to get half of a deal. Okay, and I'd rather have a half of something than all of nothing by burning out the customer or giving them to someone that I like. So it looks like it's just me in a different shirt to that customer. I don't want to do that. Okay, so turn them and give them away. The second way, learn to act other than your actual personality, okay? The people that are your personality, come on now, let's all, let's all sit back and realize we've done this before. We've done uh, meeting, meet and greets with potential prospects and actually signed business with them on that day, okay? Um, in the financial services industry, you know, we have that game where we go sit down at their kitchen table, we're gonna go gonna do it or they're gonna come to my office and we're gonna sit down, we're gonna dive into some real personal stuff, Okay, but all of a sudden there's that one person who comes in and it's like pop, 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 policy done and away they go. They're covered, protected. We're planning their future and away they went. This customer walks onto the dealership lot. We walk up, say hello, and next thing you know, they're leaving. Okay, and there was no pain involved. There was no growth. There was no stretching. There was nothing that was painful, right? And the client will look at you and say to you, wow. I was just coming to look today. I didn't even plan on buying. And it, it was just so easy. Okay, that's someone who's just exactly like you personality-wise. So you didn't have to adapt. You didn't have to modify yourself. You just simply sat down and were you. And you being you was good enough to match with that person. Okay, so I want to get us past 25%, which means if you look at these... uh these ones here, the average, reserved, role models, and self-centered, okay? To me, those are a little too vague and a little too broad-scoped just to try to get there. I like I like the DISC profile one where I say a driver-doer, um, the inspirational, inconsistent individual, right? Those are the high highs, low lows. Those are the people that are life of the party. Um, the S, which is steady, stable. They're the ones not rocking the boat, and then you have your calm calculators. Those are the C personalities. Those are the ones that want to read the back of your contract whenever you slide one over to, to say, I'm going to be now your agent of record. Okay, those individuals. But if you could just sit down and say, so if I'm a driver doer type and I'm telling you, hey, go do this, 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 and this. Okay, I'm going to find a driver doer client that comes in and we're just going to challenge each other all the way through. Boom, 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 be done. 
and it'll be the shortest, quickest one because that's a t- we're very time-focused. But I'm going to turn around and say, great, that was a done deal. Per- everything was perfect. So if I can look at the other personality types, knowing that I have those other three within me, and I could push the driver-doer part away from myself at the time. So if that person is very outgoing and bubbly and excited and is and is very very animated and I could turn around and do that myself right you know there's a lot of people out there that have this great really fun side but they believe they can only let it out when they drink okay so you go out have a have one drink and next thing you know they're life of the party and then all they do is apologize the next couple days while they're there but those individuals, right, when they got back to work are going, wow, I don't know what got into me. And we're like, you know, that that is actually a part of you. And you can call that part out without actually using the alcohol as an excuse. But that this person, if I could all of a sudden be that person where now I am not driving the conversation, I'm more about building a relationship with that individual and I'm going through it, then all of a sudden that person is going, wow, it is so great that you are just like me and we're having fun through this entire sales process and it didn't even feel like a process. Boom, I got that person. My steady, stable person is looking for someone that cares for them, someone that's actually trying to assist them in the buying process. And what if I wasn't directing them, but I was on their side guiding them through the process and helping them to get there, okay? When I look over at that C personality, that individual that is just, just buckled down on the details. What if I just accepted that, right? Because there's times I have to, okay, I'm not a, not a great example of this, right? Um, I do have a lot of that anal retentive, dig into the details kind of things um, in my personality. And I do put that together a lot. And I have to fight that a lot and push it aside. Because otherwise, like I'd never have a podcast out because I would have written it, rewritten it and gone through. And if you guys knew how many times you've heard how many mistakes I've made in this, but if you had actually seen how many different beginnings I did on this and I kept saying, nope, oh, messed it up, messed it up, messed it up, messed it up. And then I have to stop and just say, okay, hey, turn that off. Turn off that part and let's go. But if I could identify that in the customer and instead of me going, oh, another one of these people, I just adapted to that individual and said, I know they're going to ask for all the details. They're going to want to know everything that's in this agreement. They're going to want to see an amortization scale. They're going to want to sit down and say, I want to see buy rate. I want to know what the markup is. I want to, I want to see this. I want to see the terms. I want to see all that. If I know that, I can present all of it ahead of time right? And pull that part of myself out, right? Now, it is a little bit difficult for me, okay? It's difficult for me. I will tell you that um, when it comes to, you know, balancing a checkbook, I balance a checkbook by ESP, okay? What does that mean? It means I get the bank statement, I pull it up online, I see what the balance is, and then I just draw a line in my, in my little checkbook and say ESP for error someplace, and then just write down the new balance, okay? So I would never know if somebody took something away from me in my accounts, but and that's what I want you to understand is that but I can if I had to sit down and say, hey, where did I spend this money? I can sit down, export it to Excel. I could geek out and have a great time. OK, me sitting down and, and, and reaching out to you right now is saying, hey, look, if you're only closing in that 20 to 25 percent range, stop kidding yourself that you are an amazing closer. The first thing we got to, the only way we can grow is we got to know who we are first so that we can get someplace else. Okay, so let's just stop and accept it of ourselves that, you know what, 
My ego says I'm best. I'm going to tell you that statistically I may not be, but I'm going to get better. And I'm going to go after something else. So then you need to look and see of the people that frustrate you the most. I want you to watch those people. I want you to study those people and see what it is about them that frustrates you. Okay. And then I want you to go back and say, how could I adapt some of that into what I do? So that when I get a customer that is starting to rub me the wrong way, I could then flip that switch and become that individual that they need me to be. See guys, and that's what I want everybody to understand. I want everybody to realize that it's not about who you are in a sales process. Okay. If I'm the client, I get to be me. That's just how it works. But if you want to close more deals, sign more clients, put more money on the books, right? Overall, increase your sales money, right? I want to make more money. I want to increase all my sales so that I can increase sales gross and sales quantity so I can get both of those going. How do I do that? I have to check myself at the door and say, who does the client need me to be? And if I can be what the client needs me to be, I'm going to make a deal. So it doesn't matter who I am. Guess what? I can be me at the bank, if you understand what I'm saying. I can go to the bank, sit down, pull out money, roll all over in it, because that's who I am as a person, okay? Or I can count it all and stack it neatly and put it up where I need to be, or I can put it in the bank and I can click on the button and transfer it over to a money market account and I can watch it grow. Whatever it is that is about me, I just need the money to do it. So I'm more concerned about the outcome and more concerned about who the client needs me to be. Okay, who does the client need you to be? Stop and ask yourself the last time you had a customer walk out on you, a customer that hung up on you, a customer that said, yeah, we're going to go someplace else or do something with someone else. Okay, stop and realize that. Heck, look at it in dating too, right? At the same time, you have, you're, all you're doing is looking for someone like you. I'm looking for someone like me. I'm looking for someone like me. Listen to the words they say and stop telling yourself this, okay? This is going to be huge, and I need you to write it down. I need you to pull over, do whatever it is. I need you to stop giving yourself the excuse that it's not your fault, Okay? I need you to understand that. I need you to stop and say, I'd rather you weren't a victim of sales. I would rather you were at cause for the outcome. So what does that mean? It's not about blaming yourself. It's about me taking the power. I'm going to take the responsibility. So it's a cause and effect kind of deal. If I sit down and the customer leaves and I go, well, there has to be something I need to do better in order to get the next customer. There's something I did wrong with that client, so I need to know what it is, and I go back and I trace it, figure out what I did wrong. What did I miss that I could have popped in and said, oh, that would have been this way of acting, this way of doing things. But take the ownership of it. The only way you get past 25% is getting yourself better, okay, so that you can be who the client needs you to be, and also so that, or give it to somebody else who's not like you. There's your only two choices to get past this, and If you don't and you just choose to be you, okay, then sales is a numbers game because you're going to be at a 25% closing ratio for the rest of your life. And all you're going to do is go, I need to put more stuff at the top of the funnel so it can filter all the way down so I can go digging for people like me. Right? So if you're going to be the average person, that's a bad word with me, right? You're going to be average, then 
you're going to be go look for the average people, but you're going to miss the reserved. You're going to miss the role models and you'll miss the self-centered people. I just want you to understand, learn, learn who your customer is, learn who you are, see how you can adapt to do this. Most of us, our sales process is not more than a couple hours. If it's not more than a couple hours, then why are you so hell-bent on staying you for a couple of hours? It makes no sense whatsoever to me. And I'd rather we raise our sales IQ and we make more deals. Okay, I want you to cash in on your calls. I want you to make more gross profit and I want you to sell more. But in order to do that, get yourself out of the way. Decide that whatever the client needs you to be is who you're going to be. You know your sales process. You know how to walk them through the steps. The answer is, is how do I deliver the message to get them through the steps? Okay. I just want to say that I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. I hope this helps. If not, reach out to me. Go ahead, jump on to uh, salesgeniuslive.com. Leave me your comments. Come and send me an email over at joe at ingraminteractive.com. I'm here for you. I have absolutely want to help you make more money and sell more, and I appreciate you. You have a wonderful day. Take care. If you found some value in today's podcast, please do like, share, and subscribe. As always, I do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to improve your sales ability and increase your sales IQ. Remember, more deals, more money, more happy. Catch you on the next episode.